Hey everyone, welcome back to the Minority Report. My name is Jose, and today we're going to be on episode number nine. We're going to be talking about, and this is kind of the, um, I guess the statement. So for retirement, income matters as much as savings. We're going to look at, you know, um, a recent poll of pre-retirees that kind of suggests that truth risks are being ignored. If you ask yourself, steady income or lump sum? That's the question. Here's something that they, that they actually did a survey on. So last year, you know, financial services firm TIAA asked working Americans, you know, if you could choose between a lump sum of half a million or a monthly income of 2700 at retirement, which choice would you make? Well, 62% said they would take the 2700 per month, and they figured that on a 20-year retirement for today's 65-year-old, $2,700 per month comes to 648000 by age 85. So why did nearly 40% of the survey respondents pick the lump sum over a stable monthly income? Good question. So maybe the instant gratification psychology common to lottery winners played a part. Maybe they ran some numbers and figured that half a million lump sum would grow to exceed 648000 in 20 years if invested. But there is no certainty, or there is no, certainly there's no guarantee of that. So perhaps... They felt their retirements would last less than 20 years, as was the case with many of their parents making the lump sum a better deal. So the reality is that once you retire, income's always going to be the primary concern. You know, the state of your accumulated retirement savings matters, yes, but retirement is when you start to convert those savings to fund your everyday life. Now, could you retire with income equivalent to 80% of your final salary? You know, if you've saved and invested consistently through the years, that objective could be achievable. Now, it's a good thing to note that Social Security replaces about 40% of your income for the average wage earner. You know, for those with higher incomes, the percentage is going to be less. So where will you get the rest of your retirement income? Now, there's a potential of six sources that we're going to talk about. So there are systematic withdrawals from your retirement savings and investment accounts. You know, you can start taking these distributions from these accounts at an initial withdrawal rate of 4% or less. If these accounts are quite large, the income taken could even match or exceed your Social Security benefits. Now, there could be private income contracts, so some retirees opt for these, though the income they receive may not be immediate. And then there's also pensions, the health of some pension funds notwithstanding. Here's another prime source of income. The next one, it's a pretty big one, is your home. You know, selling an expensive residence to buy a cheaper one can free up equity and reduce future expenses, thereby leaving more money for you to live off in the future. And then there's also passive income streams. So examples include business income produced without you know material participation in the business. There could be rental income. There could be dividends and royalties. Then there's also work. Part-time work also lessens the pressure to draw down balances in your retirement and investment accounts. So work longer and you may indirectly give your retirement income a boost. So... One recent analysis from the National Bureau of Economic Research concluded that by delaying your retirement even three to six months, you could give yourself the potential to raise your standard of living in retirement as much as you would if you saved 1% more over your pay, of your pay, over 30 years. That's pretty huge. Remember that earning too much in retirement can impact your Social Security benefits, so part of them can be taxed if, if your provisional income surpasses that certain threshold. So let's talk about that. So Social Security calculates your provisional income from the following formula. So your provisional provisional income equals your modified adjusted gross income plus 50% of your yearly Social Security benefits plus 100% of tax-exempt interest that your investments generate. 
So since pension payments and retirement account withdrawals are considered ordinary income by the federal government, they both count in this formula. So if you're a married taxpayer who files a joint income tax return, as much as 50% of your Social Security benefits can be taxed if your provisional income tops $32,000, and as much as 85% of it exceeds $44,000. For single filers, that same 50-85% taxation thresholds are set at $25,000 and $34,000. So although your retirement benefits may be taxed, more retirement income is decidedly better than less. And a key, of your part, a key part of your retirement plan is estimating both your retirement income need and your retirement income potential. So make sure to talk to a financial professional about the matter before you retire. And that's kind of the article that I wrote, and I wanted to make sure to go through it. It's, it's very important. I get a lot of questions about it as far as Social Security, when they retire, should they work longer? And it's important to know those thresholds uh, so it doesn't hit your provisional income and then be taxed. So there's a lot of things that go into it as far as when it's time to retire. And this kind of points to where it doesn't really talk about it. If you're not close to retirement, you're early on, maybe your 20s, 30s, maybe even 40s, making sure that you contribute to retirement, whether that's uh, through an employer for 401k, make sure you take advantage of the matching, whatever they do. Most of them are usually like 100%, 100% up to 3% and then 50% everything up to 6%. So they all differ, but make sure you take advantage of that because that's free money that the employer is putting into your retirement. So make sure you take advantage of that. My recommendation is try to save at least 10% of your income into retirement and just kind of like set it, forget it, and let it just continue to go. And you'll you'll manage to adjust your check. So when you take a, that 10% out, it's not going to hurt you so much over the over the long term because you'll tend to forget that that 10% is coming out. So that's a good way to actually um, take advantage of retirement. And on top of that, you know, if you're if you're able, opening an IRA. So most people can qualify for a Roth IRA. There are some stipulations to it. But if you can, I mean, that's that's a huge one to, to incorporate. A lot of people want to go into a, a Roth IRA. So it's after tax, you put it in there, but it's tax-free whenever you withdraw it. So lots of benefits there. Like I said, if you have any questions about any of this, whether it be retirement, if you're about to retire, if it's early on, you're wanting to know a little bit more about maybe a Roth IRA or retirement or investment account. Like I said, make sure to reach out to a financial professional. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me. Just go to our website, which is www.medinaadvising.com. Uh, submit a schedule appointment and it could be 30 minutes we could talk about it and we can see if we can help you out or point you in the right direction so thanks again for listening and uh, stay tuned for episode number 10 thanks